the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. In Isaiah chapter 65, verse 24, it says, The Lord, the Lord says, I will answer you before you ask. He already knows our need. He already knows our situation. He already knows the inner turmoil we have and the thoughts. And he's already got the answer. Before we even ask the question, he already has the answer. And that's what Jesus does here. He's, he's got the answer for them before they even ask. He knew. In today's scripture passage, Jesus is teaching the disciples just before he went to the cross. He told them a replacement for himself was coming, the Holy Spirit. In today's message, Pastor Dan will teach about this passage, and he'll remind you that God's timing is different than yours. He sees the bigger picture. Although we all have questions, we aren't meant to know it all. There wouldn't be a need for Jesus in our lives if we had the answers to all our questions. Now, here's Pastor Dan in the book of John, chapter 16, for today's edition of Ring of Truth. chapter 16. We left off in verse 16, where we're going to pick up today. It says, a little while, and you will not see me. And again, a little while, and you will see me because I go to the Father. And then some of his disciples said among themselves, what is this that he says to us, a little while, and you will not see me. And again, a little while, and you will see me. And because I go to the Father, they said, therefore, What is this that he says a little while? We do not know what he is saying. Now Jesus knew that they desired to ask him, and he said to them, Are you inquiring among yourselves about what I said a little while, and you will not see me, and again a little while, and you will see me? Most assuredly, I say to you that you will weep and lament, but the world will rejoice." And you will be sorrowful, but your sorrow will be turned into joy. A woman, when she is in labor, has sorrow because her hour has come. But as soon as she has given birth to the child, she no longer remembers the anguish. For joy that a human being has been born into the world. Therefore, you now have sorrow, but I will see you again and your heart will rejoice and your joy no one will take from you. And in that day, you will ask me nothing. Most assuredly, I say to you, whatever you ask the Father in my name, he will give you. Until now, 
You have asked nothing in my name. Ask, and you will receive that your joy may be full. These things I have spoken to you in figurative language, but the time is coming when I will no longer speak to you in figurative language, but I will tell you plainly about the Father. In that day you will ask in my name, and I do not say to you that I shall pray the Father for you. For the Father himself loves you, because you have loved me, and have believed that I came forth from God. I came forth from the Father and have come into the world. Again, I leave the world and go to the Father. And his disciples said to him, See, now you are speaking plainly and using no figure of speech. Now we are sure that you know all things and have no need that anyone should question you. But this we believe that you came forth from God. Jesus answered them, Do you now believe? (laughs) After three years, (laughs) finally. (laughs) Indeed, the hour is coming, yes, has now come, that you will be scattered each to his own and will leave me alone. And yet I am not alone because the Father is with me. These things I have spoken to you that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Amen. Well, again, chapters 13 to 17, it's the upper room discourse. Uh, It it covers just one night, the final night of Jesus' ministry before he goes to the cross. At this point, Jesus and his disciples have shared the Passover meal. They've had the Last Supper. He's instituted the new covenant in his blood. They've left the upper room. They're now walking through the streets of Jerusalem at night on their way to the Garden of Gethsemane where Jesus will pray, he'll be arrested, and the next day he'll be crucified for the sins of the world. So these are his final moments with his disciples. And in these final moments, Jesus tries to prepare his disciples for what's to come in the next 72 hours. Again, in verse 16, he says, A little while, and you will not see me. And again, a little while, and you will see me because I go to the Father. What is Jesus talking about here in verse 16? Well, there is some disagreement among Bible teachers over what Jesus is speaking of here. Uh, The obvious meaning and the most immediate meaning is Jesus is referring to his death and resurrection. He says, a little while, and you will not see me. Literally, in, in a couple hours or less. He'll be arrested, he'll be carried away, to be condemned and crucified and buried. So in a little while, they will not see him. And then he says, and again, a little while, and you will see me. On the third day after his death, Jesus was resurrected. He was seen by the disciples. And so this is the most obvious meaning of verse 16. And I think it's always best to just go with the most obvious, obvious meaning. The phrase here, a little while, that's used several times in this chapter. This phrase, a little while, it's such a wonderful phrase in your Bible. We could do a whole sermon series on the phrase, a little while, and how it's used in the Bible. Let me just share with you how it's used in the Gospel of John. Just in John's Gospel, we see the phrase in the Old Testament. We see it in the New Testament as well. But just turning back to John chapter 7, verse 33... John chapter 7, verse 33, Then Jesus said to them, I shall be with you a little while longer, 
and then I go to him who sent me. I'll be with you just a little while longer than I'm going to him who sent me. Over in chapter 12, verse 35, Then Jesus said to them, A little while longer the light is with you, speaking of himself. Walk while you have the light, lest darkness overtake you. He who walks in darkness does not know where he is going. So there, a little while longer the light is with you. Walk while you have light. Over in chapter 13, verse 33. Chapter 13, verse 33. Little children, I shall be with you a little while longer. You will seek me. As I said to the Jews, where I am going, you cannot come. So now I say to you. So I'll be with you just a little while longer. Chapter 14, verse 19. Chapter 14, verse 19. A little while longer, and the world will see me no more, but you will see me. Because I live, you will live also. And then finally, chapter 16, verse 16. A little while and you will not see me, and again a little while, and you will see me, because I go to the Father. Again, in all of these passages, Jesus seems to be talking about his death, burial, and resurrection. This phrase, a little while, is used one more time in the New Testament. It's used in the book of Hebrews, chapter 10, verse 37 where it says, I'll just read it to you, you don't have to turn there, in Hebrews chapter 10, verse 37, For yet a little while, and he who is coming will come and will not tear. Jesus is coming back just a little while, according to the Bible. And because Jesus is coming back in just a little while, we should always be ready for his return. We should live as people who expect Jesus to come at any moment. Uh, you know, if you invite people over to your home for dinner, you get your house ready. You get your house in order in preparation for the guests that are coming. We should get our spiritual house in order because Jesus was coming in a little while. He could come at any moment, so we always want to be ready. He's coming in a little while. And so going back now to our passage in verse 17, we, are, we read that some of his disciples said, notice, among themselves, what is this that he says to us? Today we would say, what is he talking about? <laughs> what is he talking about? A, a little while, and you will not see me, and again a little while, and you will see me, and because I go to the Father, they said, therefore, what is this that he says a little while? What is he talking about? We don't know what he is saying. So the disciples are totally confused by Jesus' words. They don't understand him. They don't understand what he meant by what he, he said. And this, of course, was not the first time the disciples did not understand what Jesus was saying. We've seen that before in the Gospel of John. And so what do the disciples do here? And I want you to note this. What did the disciples do? They don't understand what he's saying, so what did they do? They talked it over among themselves. Talked it over among themselves. They asked each other about Jesus' words and tried to make sense of it together. And so what you have now 
is 11 guys who none of them understand, and they're asking each other, trying to gain understanding from each other. None of them understood, and they're asking for understanding from one another. That's what you call 11 dead-end streets, right? You're not going to get anywhere in that conversation. And here is the real irony. Jesus is right there. They could have just asked Jesus. Instead, they're asking each other. They could have said to Jesus, Hey, Jesus, we don't understand what you're talking about. Could you help us understand? What what exactly did you mean uh, when you said that? We, we We didn't get it. They didn't ask Jesus. They asked each other for help. That's crazy. That's crazy to ask someone just like yourself, who has zero understanding, to help you understand something they themselves don't even understand. That's nuts. But how often do we do that? How often do we do exactly what the disciples did here? When we don't understand something, we ask our friends, who also lack understanding, what do you think? What do you think we should do? What do you think I should do? What's your opinion about this? What do you think about this? And and we go to our friends for counseling, and sometimes, if it's a really complicated situation, our friends have no idea what to tell us or even to say. So what do we do? We go to another friend. We ask that friend. And we start polling everybody's opinion. All of our friends. You know, tell me what you think about this. Help me to understand this. And we go from friend to friend to friend, trying to get understanding from people who, who they themselves don't understand. Or worse, we post it on social media, right? With all of our Facebook friends. What do you think? People that we haven't seen since middle school. Now, we're asking them what their opinion is. When all along Jesus is there, and we could just ask Jesus to help us, we could just ask Jesus to give us understanding, we could go to Him, the wonderful Counselor. The mighty God, the Prince of Peace. We can just ask Him. Listen to what it says in Colossians chapter 2, verse 3, about Jesus. In Him are hid all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. All the wisdom, all the knowledge we may ever need is found in Jesus. It's like treasure. That's just waiting there for us to discover. We can go to Jesus for understanding. And we can go to Jesus anytime we need help. Day or night. Any hour of the day. It doesn't matter. We can go to Jesus for understanding. Now how do we do that? Through prayer. Through praying. And I think, you know, unfortunately, uh, just asking our friends or posting the question on Facebook is easier for us than taking time to pray. We're taking time to search the scriptures for answers and to look into the word to give us understanding or direction. And you might say, I don't know where to look in the Bible. Get a topical Bible. Get a topical Bible. You can download an app for free on your phone of a topical Bible. Then you can look things up by topic. Whatever your circumstance is, whatever you're going through, you can look that topic up and look at everything the Bible says about that. You can search the scriptures. 
Look at verse 19. It says that Jesus knew the disciples desired to ask him. He knew. They're talking among themselves, right? Uh, asking each other, what does he mean by this? A little while this, a little while that. And he knew that they desired to ask him. Jesus is God. He's all-knowing. He's omniscient. He knows our needs before we ask him. The Bible says all things are naked and open to him, including our thoughts. He knows our very thoughts. In Isaiah chapter 65, verse 24, it says, The Lord, the Lord says, I will answer you before you ask. He already knows our need. He already knows our situation. He already knows the inner turmoil we have and the thoughts. And he's already got the answer. Before we even ask the question, he already has the answer. And that's what Jesus does here. He's, he's got the answer for them before they even ask. He knew they desired, notice, they desired to ask Jesus. They're, they're talking among themselves, but they desired to ask Jesus. You're listening to Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton of Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City, Maryland. We'll return to the second half of today's message in a moment. But first, here's a word from Pastor Dan. It's my privilege to share the Word of God with you through our radio ministry, Ring of Truth. Thank you for tuning in each day. Hey, I would love to hear from you. Will you take a moment to email me to tell me how these daily studies have ministered to you? I want to hear your story. You can email me through our website at calvaryec.com. That's calvaryec.com. Thanks, Pastor Dan. Now let's join him again for the conclusion of today's edition of Ring of Truth. They really wanted to ask Jesus, but they didn't ask him. Why not? Well, it doesn't tell us. But maybe they didn't want to look foolish. Or maybe they didn't want to be embarrassed. You know what that's like when you're in a meeting or you're sitting in a classroom at school and you don't have any idea what's going on, what's being said. You're not following it at all. But you don't want to raise your hand and say, man, I am totally lost. Uh, could you go back to the very beginning and go through this one more time? Because I am, I am lost. That's embarrassing. So maybe they didn't want to be embarrassed. They didn't want to look foolish. They didn't want to look dumb. Uh, maybe they didn't want Jesus to know. They didn't really understand what he was saying. Uh, you know, they, so they play it cool. And just, yeah, amen. A little while, a little while, a little while, whatever. Yeah, I'm with you, man. I remember uh, years and years ago when we still lived in Florida, I was an assistant pastor at a church and uh, there was a local local radio station that had this like lunchtime live show where they would bring in local ministries to talk about things and talk about ministry and, and, and uh, the Bible and that kind of stuff. And myself and another assistant pastor went on this live radio show and at some point the interviewer used some big theological term. Uh, in talking about ministry. Now, I just so you know, maybe this might be a surprise to you, I didn't go to Bible college, I didn't go to seminary, so I don't know a lot of big theological terms. So he, he launches into this whole discussion on some theological thing, using theological language. I had no idea what he was talking about on live radio. And the other guy that was with me, he seemed to know what was going to Yeah, and he started, you know, they're kind of going back and forth, and I'm just kind of 
just saying yes, you know, with them kind of thing. Uh, and then as we're walking out to the car, the other guy, who I thought understood what was going on, he said, what is that word that he, what do you think that meant? I was like, I thought you knew. You seemed to know what he was talking about. He said, we were on live radio. I didn't want to look like we didn't know what we were talking about. And I, well, I was kind of okay with looking like I didn't know what I was talking about. But it was just one of those things where on live radio, you don't want to say, I don't know what that word means. Can you explain that to me? And here the disciples, they, they don't want to say, hey, we don't understand what you're talking about. So they didn't ask. But Jesus knew. They desired to ask him. So verse 19 He said to them, Are you inquiring among yourselves about what I said? A little while, and you will not see me. And again, a little while, and you will see me. Most assuredly, I say to you that you will weep and lament, but the world will rejoice, and you will be sorrowful, but your sorrow will be turned into joy. Again, he is speaking about his death and resurrection. He says to the disciples, You will weep and lament. When he dies on the cross, and the word weep here, it means to mourn for the dead. To mourn for the dead. The disciples will weep, they will mourn, they will lament the death of Jesus Christ after his death and burial. Uh, Mark chapter 16, verse 10, for example, says the disciples were mourning and weeping. Uh, The two men on the road to Emmaus who didn't know Jesus was resurrected, they thought he was still dead. And Luke chapter 24 When Jesus comes up to them on the road and he initiates a conversation with them, Jesus begins the conversation by saying, what are you talking about that has made you so sad? So it's obvious to Jesus just by looking at them that they're sad. They're brokenhearted. So the disciples will mourn, they will lament the death of Jesus. Look what it says. The world will rejoice over his death. The world will say, good riddance. The world will say, I'm glad he's dead. Glad we don't have to listen to him. The Bible says Jesus was despised. Jesus was rejected by the world. And the world rejoiced when he died. And his voice was silenced. And listen to me. Jesus is still despised and rejected in the world. Not by everybody, but the majority of the world still despises. Jesus, and still despises his word, and despises his people, and the world rejoices when Jesus is silenced. The world rejoices when Jesus is removed from the public square. The world rejoices when the people of God are silenced. The world rejoices when the Bible is silenced. The world rejoices when biblical morality is silenced and replaced with world's morality. There are people that rejoice at that, that are grateful for that. And so you have this contrast here where the disciples, they will weep and lament over the death of Jesus Christ, but the world will rejoice over his death. And then the second half of verse 20, he says, and you will be sorrowful, but your sorrow will be turned into joy. The disciples' sorrow will be turned to joy on the third day when Jesus is resurrected from the grave. He asked me how I know, and I say, bring true 
You've been listening to Pastor Dan Sexton at Ring of Truth. If you missed any part of today's message or would like to hear more from this series in the Gospel of John, you can do so right now at calvaryec.com. Just click on Media. There you'll have access to our entire library of Pastor Dan's messages. You're welcome to listen to online and download for free to share with friends and family. That website one more time is calvaryec.com. Before we close our time with you, we'd like to ask you something. Would you join us in praying for the ministry of Ring of Truth? Please, pray for Pastor Dan and everyone involved in this program that we would continue to listen and respond to what our Heavenly Father has to say. Thank you for taking the time to pray. How can we be praying for you during this study in John? We'd be honored to do that. Please contact us at 410-491-4592. That's 410-491-4592. We'd like to meet you, too. Join us at Calvary Chapel this Sunday at 9 or 11 a.m. We're located in Columbia, Maryland, and you can find all the information you need at calvaryec.com. That's all we have time for today. Feel free to read ahead in John before joining Pastor Dan next time, right here on Ring of Truth. Reach true.